Okay, hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Smiles, and on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about my tummy ache last night. No, but actually, we're talking about my tummy ache last night. So... Before I started 75 hard, I decided that I was going to eat more for my dosha type, which I know I talked about on a previous episode, but just to reiterate what a dosha type is, that is your learned characteristics as well as your born traits. So those two in unison help decide your dosha type and within your dosha type, you can figure out how you should be eating to effectively maintain weight, lose weight, gain weight whatever you're looking to do. And for me, mine is based off of, so so with the born traits, I have very straight, thin, or straight, fine hair. I have very oily, sebaceous skin. I'm very short in stature, but I'm very thick, if you will. I am just very athletic build. I have a very athletic build, and... I also, when I get stressed out, I stress eat and I stress sleep and I get depressed and I become dejected and don't want to involve myself with the outside world. And I also get really constipated during that anxious period. So with those two combined, those make up my dosha type. In essence, I also prefer warm climates, so it's something about preference, something about learned traits, something about born traits. So I prefer warm environments, um, even though I am pretty sweaty gal, I do prefer to be warm as opposed to cold. Anyway, so with all of those items in conjunction with one another, that is how you find out your dosha type. There's plenty of tests for you to take um, that are free online if you want to find out. But my dosha type is a pitta. There are three different type of dosha types, a pitta, a vada, and a kapha. And the pitta is the fire sign, whereas kapha is more of earthy and a vada is more of water. So with fire, because I like being in warm environments and because of my born characteristics, I naturally run hot and that is why I'm a sweaty person. And things that I should avoid to eat are things that are going to increase my internal temperature. So one of those things I found, not just temperature that makes things warmer or that makes a difference, but things that also your metabolism works really hard to break down. So red meat was an example of one of these things that I should probably stop eating given that I'm a pitta. Another thing was peanuts. And I was like really surprised because I ate peanut butter every single day in my oatmeal. And if you follow me on TikTok, you might be wondering, okay, Sarah, you still put peanut butter in your oatmeal. No, 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 no. I actually put almond butter. That's the difference. I can have almond butter and it's fine. But yesterday, I decided that I was going to eat an alarming amount of trail mix for my quote-unquote dessert. Whatever. I don't know. And that trail mix had a lot of peanuts in it. And I'm telling y'all, I was up at 2 a.m. 
praying to God, telling him that I was never going to eat a peanut ever again if he made my tummy ache go away. And let me just say, I don't know if it worked, but my tummy ache did go away. But I was debating whether or not I was going to have to email my boss and let him know that I would not be coming into work today because I had a tummy ache. Just something of being an adult and needing to call off work because you have a tummy ache, not because you're like actually sick, you just have a tummy ache, is kind of, it was really just a humiliating moment. Which, like, let's normalize tummy aches. Like, adults get tummy aches, okay? Maybe I gave myself an ulcer. We'll never know because I'm too embarrassed to tell anybody in my adult life that I had a tummy ache. Except for those of you listening. So, now you know a little bit more about me. Anyways, I guess that's going to translate into the topic that I actually wanted to discuss today, which is vulnerability. So, I was feeling vulnerable enough to share my tummy ache issue with you. But I want to talk about vulnerability in the sense that it has provided me so many opportunities in my life. And I say that in a very positive manner. So, I have never been afraid of sharing how I actually feel with people because we are all human and we all experience very similar feelings to one another. And a lot of times when you share things with people, they just want to help you and they want to help navigate this issue that you're facing. And if you're expressing to them that you're having a difficult time, they may want to help resolve that issue or help you find a solution to that issue. So a few examples of this in my life. And my dad has always said that I'm the type of person that would stalk, step in dog shit and pull my foot out of it and find a diamond. All right. And in a way, he's pretty, pretty right. I do get very fortunate in situations, but I largely, but I'm never not prepared for them. So I'm a very lucky person. Yes, I, I would say that, but I'm also very good at sharing things with people and communicating with people, which is what I think, again, my life calling is, is communicating with people. And vulnerability is the easiest way to do that. If you're willing to share something about yourself with somebody else, that's going to allow for them to feel safe with you because you are trusting them with information. And this isn't a very general way of thinking about this. I mean, if you tell somebody very personal information about yourself, they might just be like, okay, this girl's a wacko and she has no idea what she's talking about. Like this girl's a wacko and she's losing her marbles. I don't know why she feels comfortable enough to tell me this. I wish that she didn't and I wish she would stop talking. There have definitely been people like that in my life, but have they ever voiced that to me? No. And have I ever felt silly for sharing personal information with somebody before? No, never. But the events in which I have had extreme opportunity have come from my moments of vulnerability. So when I was in my grade school years and even middle school and high school, I played softball very competitively. And I was, I was a part of a travel softball team where it was, again, a very competitive environment and 
girls would only be eligible to play on the team for a certain number of years based on their age. And then once they move on, they would go and create another team if the majority of the girls were graduating from one age group to the next. But sometimes teams kind of disbanded because girls were all leaving at the same time. Or for me, in my instance, was I didn't particularly love my coach and I wanted to get on a different team. I wanted different exposure. I didn't think that the team that I was on was helping me improve my skill set at all. And I didn't want to be the stud on a team. I wanted to be like one of the gritty people on a team. And so in knowing this and recognizing this, I was going to hitting clinics or batting clinics, if you will, with a coach for a very impressive travel softball team for my age group. And he had been coaching me and telling me or instructing me on how to become a better hitter. And there was just one day when I was at my hitting lessons with him and I was telling him, he was asking me about my life, like, hey, how's your day going? What'd you do? And I was just blatantly honest with him. I was like, honestly, I'm having a really tough time because I don't know whether I want to stay or I know that I don't want to stay on my travel team, but I don't know where else I would go. I don't know how to really try out for another team and I don't know where I would even find where tryouts are. And he stopped me in my tracks and was like, why don't you try out for my team right now? And I was kind of like, wait, what? Okay. And so he obviously had seen me hit before, but he had a glove and he had me field in an indoor facility, called up his co-cap or not co-captain, co-coach or other coach. I don't know. Other head coach. I don't know what we want to call that term. Caught up the other coach on the team to come out and watch me field and throw and whatnot. And then extended an offer for me to join the team. And if I had not told him how I was feeling about my team and how I wanted to move to a different organization, he would never have offered me the opportunity to try out for the team. Although I had to have the skill set to back up being offered that position, it still wouldn't have happened if I didn't put that out there. If I didn't make myself vulnerable in that situation because he could have easily been like oh yeah that stinks like you know what you could do you could easily go online blah 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 but no he said hold up would love to have you on my team let's try out let's figure this out let's figure out how to get you on my team other examples of this in how I've seen it effective in my personal life in my professional life at work, I have one-on-ones with my boss, and every time he asks me, Sarah, how are you doing? I never say good. Never once have ever said good, fine. I always say something descriptive because that descriptiveness allows for you to build a deeper connection with your boss, with your peer, with whoever you're having one-on-ones with or whoever is in your life who's asking you how you're doing. Take the opportunity to be vulnerable with them because you might just have a discussion with them on how something could potentially be better for you. And an example of this is 
I was having a conversation with my boss, told him that I wanted to go and move back home. He gave me the thumbs up. The next day, we had a company outing and I went up to my CEO because I have a pretty good relationship with him and we were just shooting the shit and he's like well Sarah how are things going I was like actually I'm moving home and he was like wait what what are you talking about and I said yeah I think I'm gonna move back to South Carolina Boston's just really not for me I just had a really tough time trying to fit in here and he stopped me in my tracks and he's like what if we consider San Diego? Let's get you out to the San Diego office. Let's try that. Let's see how you like that. And again, I did not need to tell him that I was going home. He could have cared less. He probably might. Some people might have thought that he might have cared less. I didn't care. That was something that I have never hesitated on sharing with people. If people ask me how I am, I typically tell them how I am. I typically tell them what's on my mind. And that's not to say that if I'm like passing you in the street or passing you in the hallway or wherever we might be having a passerby situation and you ask me how I am, I'm going to say good, dandy, peachy, you know, whatever the nine yards are. But if you actually ask me in a one-on-one conversation how I'm doing, I'm not going to just say good. I'm not going to just say fine. I'm going to tell you how I actually feel because that's going to create connections. That's going to create opportunities and that's going to allow for you to connect with people in a deeper way that you might not have before. So I want to create that ideology around vulnerability because I think it can be really impactful in people's lives and I don't think that people understand that there is a difference between oversharing, sure, but there's a difference between withholding too much information and not sharing enough or withholding too much information and sharing too much information. And there's definitely ends of the spectrum. And I would say vulnerability lies somewhere in the middle. But if you're withholding too much information, you're not going to get what you want out of this life. And I say this with the idea or the mindset or principle of laws of attraction. So for those of you that don't know what the laws of attraction are, the laws of attraction basically state that whatever you put out into the world is what you're going to get back. So if I put out into this world positive energy, I'm going to get positive energy back. And this is very similar to karma. And this, again, is how everything is related. So the law of attraction states that if I have a positive mindset, if I speak positive words, if I'm willing to be accepting, then I'm going to be receiving all of those positive things back. And only if I'm willing to accept them will I receive them. So, I mean, in this instance of me getting on a softball team, me being offered to move to San Diego, a variety of other things that have panned out in my life. I would have never gotten to where I was if I didn't speak these things out loud. And I wasn't ever complaining. I think that there is also a fine line between vulnerability and complaining. I wasn't complaining to my CEO being like, oh, I just 
Boston's the worst and I hate it here and I'm so miserable. And I didn't say that. The The difference between vulnerability and complaining, I think, is an art that not many people have mastered because I think that people are very good at complaining. I think that that is what people enjoy bonding over most readily. And I say that very specifically with Boston because one thing about New Englanders or about Boston in general is they like to look at the negative side of a lot of things. They don't particularly like analyzing the positives of a scenario because it's easier to talk about the negatives and be upset about the negatives and carry that negative energy. And I think that's why I wanted to get out. But anyways, I think that that's often misconstrued in how you can have conversations with people because I easily had conversations with my vulnerable side that I wasn't necessarily very content in my situation. I wasn't content on my softball team. I wasn't content living in Boston. But because I was willing to speak about those in not a a negative lighting per se, but in just an honest lighting, then that is when I had a constructive conversation. That is when something good came to me from that conversation. And I think once people start recognizing that you're able to have productive conversations when you're being vulnerable with people, as opposed to conversations that really lead to nowhere with just complaining, that is when we're going to see a lot of growth in our lives, a lot of opportunities open up for us. So I think if we shift our mindsets away from complaining and into vulnerability, but straying away from oversharing, because I could have also easily been like, yeah, I'm moving away from Boston because it's too expensive and people are just really obsessed with drinking here and really have laid into it. But I didn't. There's some things that you can withhold from a conversation that you're still able to get your message across and you're still able to be vulnerable without negatively oversharing. Because with that, I think that there is a lot of times where people haven't mastered the act of not oversharing. So I think that the opposite The opposite spectrums here, so from one end, it's being completely shut off and not saying anything about how you're feeling and just saying, oh yeah, like, it's fine, whatever. That middle ground is vulnerability and the ability to open up and share about some things. And the other end of that spectrum is completely oversharing. And as all spectrums work, too much or too little of anything is not a great thing. And so I think with the law of attraction and getting what you want out of this life, you have to put out what you want to get back. And that is what that whole principle is founded on. So when you put out that you're not content, you're looking, you're, you're presenting people with a problem. And it's, again, not presented in a whiny, snivelly manner. It's not presented in a manner where you're trying to showboat or trying to 
really ask anyone for anything. It's just you sharing your personal experiences with someone that they feel inclined to want to help you, to want to problem solve. Because believe it or not, I think that the majority of people are actually problem solvers. I think that the majority of people don't like just accepting an issue as is. And people want to try and solve your needs and potentially solve their own needs. So if you're able to do both simultaneously, which is what my softball coach was able to do, which is what my CEO was able to do, then that's the utopia world. So I think what I want anyone to take away from this episode, this podcast, is that being vulnerable is not a bad thing. Although at times it is scary and at times it feels like what you might be saying might not feel received in the manner that you intended, but that is the art of vulnerability. And that is mastering vulnerability. That is you mastering how much is oversharing versus how much is undersharing versus how much is complaining. And again, It is a really delicate and finite balance of those three things combined. So I know that I said that the spectrum kind of shifts left and right of oversharing and undersharing and being closed off, but it's also dimensional in the sense of how much are you complaining versus how much are you just sharing your honest feedback. So it's a very delicate balance of all of these things, and I... I don't think I've mastered it by any means, but I've gotten pretty damn good at it. And I would like to say that it is a really, a really tough thing to navigate and try testing it out with your friends first. See how they react when you share with them how you really feel. And honestly, if it's with your friends, they might not be surprised like the first few times that you're sharing information with them. Or maybe they will be very surprised and they will be very caught off guard and say, what's going on here? Like, is everything all right? There's a lot of times that there's nothing to lose from being vulnerable. Besides, I mean, I also go into this. I don't... I want to be cautious in telling you to be vulnerable out of just looking to gain. Oh my God, my eye was just twitching. I want to be cautious in telling you to be vulnerable in order to gain things from other people because that is not my intention. My intention is asking you to be vulnerable with people in order to promote deeper conversations. I was never trying to be vulnerable with people in order to get something from them. I was never sharing with my coach, my batting coach, that I wanted to leave my team and I wanted to go to a different team because I wanted him to offer a spot on his team. Nor did I tell my CEO that I was moving to South Carolina in the hopes that he would actually offer me a position in San Diego. So I think that if you have a motive behind your vulnerability as well, that's also pretty transparent. And people aren't going to really, that's not going to be well received. And so I'm, again, telling you to start in this realm of vulnerability um, in your personal life and amongst friends in order to see the kind of reactions and things that you get. Not because, number one, you're looking for anything other than deeper conversations or more more insightful conversations 
Because no one wants to feel like you're begging them for something. No one wants to, like, yes, people like to problem solve and people like to help you. But there is a difference between them recognizing that you have a problem that they can solve and you seeking them out because you want something from them. There is a very clear and distinct difference. And people know that. And people know what opportunities they have. And people know what you're looking for. A lot of people can see what you're looking to gain from them. And that, honestly, if you're applying for jobs as well, like this is also really good advice too. Because if you're applying for a job and you're reaching out to people on LinkedIn, and I highly recommend doing that, Never, ever ask anybody for an offer. Always ask for advice. If you ask for advice, you get an offer. If you offer, ask for an offer, you get advice. And that is, I think that same mindset, that same mentality holds true with vulnerability. If you go into your vulnerable conversation with the mindset that you want to gain something from that other person other than a deep connection you're going about it the wrong way. And that is going to be very apparent and honestly, kind of condescending. I don't know if condescending is the word that I want to look for, but kind of offensive that you're only talking to this person and having a conversation with them because you want something from them. Think about it. Do you want something coming up to you having a conversation and you think that you're having a good conversation and then at the end of it, they're like, yeah, can you actually just give me a raise now? Because now you understand my living situation and how I can't really afford rent and my roommates kind of stink so I need to move out and live on my own. Like, that's not really how things go, you know? Like, no one wants to feel disposable. No one wants to feel used by anybody. But again... If you approach it as if it's a problem that someone needs to solve, you have a little bit of a better outcome. But that's my advice this week. I I think that vulnerability is an amazing, amazing tool to have in your tool belt and can be used at very appropriate times to better deepen conversations with people, potentially open up new opportunities for yourself. And conversely, I think that not sharing enough and oversharing can be detrimental to your relationships, to growth that you personally have. Um, There's just some things that don't really need to be said. You can just journal those things that you need to say, right? So remember... Vulnerability has a spectrum of not only a measure, but also dimension. Goes side to side. So with vulnerability, on one end, we have the lack of sharing. And then on the other end, we have oversharing. And then when we get into more of a three-dimensional look, we have complaining. So... It's kind of one of those things that you have to find the most delicate and right balance. And it's a little bit different for every person that you might be talking to. So, good luck out there. (laughs) Again, I am not an expert at vulnerability. I would say that it's worked out in my favor more than it hasn't. 
But again, I'm not looking for things as a result of vulnerability. I am just looking to make connections, have conversations with people, because again, I feel like that's what my life's purpose is. But that's all that I have for this week. So thanks for listening to another episode of the Aspiring Adult Podcast, and I'll see you all next week. Bye.